Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Good morning, everybody. It has been a while. I think it's been two weeks since I recorded a podcast episode. Uh, had a lot going on in life, um, but I am sitting here in my office on the weekend, and we are getting some work in. I'm super excited for the next few episodes and the topics we are going to cover and the things to come um, here in the next, I'd say, month or so for Millennial Economics. Um, lots of fun things. I'm just kind of being a little bit retrospective as we near the end of 2021 about everything that we've accomplished uh, over the past 12 months. And so I just want to sincerely say thank you for everybody that has tuned in and has um, contributed to the podcast and the website and Millennial Economics as a whole. Um, it's been a really, really fun journey, and I've learned I've learned a lot, um, honestly. You know, it's, it's true what they say, that you oftentimes learn more when you're teaching something, when you're speaking about something, um, than you do if you're just learning yourself. So um, it's been a really cool cool experience for me. So sincere, sinc- a sincere thank you to everybody out there that, that continues to tune in. Um, so we're going to get kind of right into uh, the episode. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I wanted to talk about Coast Fi. Um, so this is kind of an offshoot of the FIRE movement. Um, so fi- FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Um, And it's basically a movement where people are looking to become financially independent to where they don't have to work necessarily a full-time job. Maybe they can work a job that they want to work instead of one that they have to work. Um, Also, people are trying to retire early, right? So the second part of that, financial independence, which basically means you don't necessarily need to work. Your money's working for you and you are, that money is, is providing enough where it's invested to pay for your lifestyle. Okay, so financial independence, retire early basically means you you retire from that full time job or whatever type of work you're doing early, and typically it, there's a lot of nuance here, right? But typically, um, your like I said, invested income um, is paying for your lifestyle, so it's a passive income that's coming to you from investments you've made that allows you to retire early. Okay. And I've known about the FIRE movement for quite a while. Um, some things I agree with it. Some, In some ways I agree with it, I guess I, I could say. In some ways I, I I don't, and it's not a great fit for me. And when I say I, I disagree with it, 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 I don't think that the principles are bad. It's just some principles that I don't want to apply to my life. Um, and like I talk about a lot on the podcast, personal finance is is very nuanced. right? I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all. I think there are many principles that fit the vast majority of folks out there, um, like budgeting or um, becoming debt-free or investing, um, I, I think all of these principles apply to basically everybody out there, but they apply to everybody in different forms and different fashions, and we all have to implement them in a way that is healthy and good for us. You know, for me to say that one principle fits everybody, well, that's not really thinking things through well enough. Right, and so a lot of the principles of fire, I think most people should be following. Really, to be honest with you, 
Um, financial independence is a great thing, um, but maybe you don't want to sacrifice um, so much of experience, so much of your experiences, so much of things you could purchase, um, the way that you could enjoy your money now for down the road. Maybe that's not where you're at. Maybe you want a more balanced approach. Uh, maybe you don't necessarily want to retire early, right? You don't want to you don't want to stop working completely early because maybe you really love what you do. Um, but maybe you want to tailor your hours back or maybe you want to start your own business. Um, it, it just looks different for a lot of people. And so anyways, giving you a little bit of background on what FIRE is, this isn't an episode just on FIRE, but this is an episode that I wanted to talk a little bit about Coast Fi, which I'd never heard before. And um, me and my, I think technically would be my brother-in-law um, and my father um, started doing a once a month call, <clears throat> excuse me, started doing a once a month call um, to just to talk about finances and investing and goals. And, you know, really the point of the call is to learn from each other and to hold each other accountable. Um, and just to talk about personal finance and, and all that money stuff, because who doesn't like that, right? <laughs> I geek out about that stuff. So of course, I'm, I would I was down to do this monthly call. Um, and my brother-in-law, I mentioned Coast Fi, and I had never heard of that before. And essentially, what it is, and I wanted to share this with you all because maybe you haven't learned about it, and maybe this turns into one of your goals that you want for yourself. Coast Fi is essentially investing a high amount of your income early in your life to the point at which, when you hit a given number, compound interest will work its way on that money to where you don't have to invest a high amount into that fund or into your 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 retirement fund throughout your life. So let me give you an example so I'm not being too opaque, I guess I should say, with, with what I'm um, explaining. So let's say that you have... Um, Let's say your goal for Coast Fi is to invest, have $100,000 in invested assets. And let's just say it's in a 401k, all right? And if you hit that $100,000 by the age of 30, let's say that money turns into, I don't even know what it is. If you didn't even touch it again, let's say that money would turn into, and this is a hypothetical number. I did not type this into a calculator. Um, let's say that money would turn into a million dollars by the time you're 50 to 60, okay? And that's how much money you want to retire on. So essentially, you need to do whatever it takes to get to $100,000 invested in that 401k account. And when you get there, you don't need to be nearly as aggressive putting money into that account because you know with e even without touching it, it's gonna turn into the amount that you want by retirement age due to compound interest. <clears throat> Okay, that would be Coast Fi. It basically means you get to a dollar amount invested, and then you can kind of coast with the money that you are investing. You can kind of let that money just work without having to mess with it too much. And I thought it was very interesting because the typical fire timeline is sacrifice everything. <laughs> basically everything, right? You're living on beans and rice. You're living in a very small home. You're not driving, you know, particularly nice vehicles. They're all paid for cash. You're not taking vacations. You're not doing really much of anything because you are investing all of your money 
You're investing every single extra penny you can squeeze out of your budget to get to that number to where you can actually retire, okay? And typically that timeline is a lot longer than if you had a goal of Coast Fi, okay? Because Coast Fi would say, I don't necessarily want to retire super early. I want to get enough money in my investment accounts that by retirement age, whether that be 55, 60, 65 years old, that by retirement age, I can just let it work its magic, let compound interest work its magic, and then by that age, I'm going to have enough money to actually retire on, okay? So to me, it was a, it's a much more balanced approach to kind of financial independence, um, kind of retirement, right? It's a much more balanced approach where it's like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice a lot to get to the number that I need to get to. And then I'm going to enjoy a little bit of my money. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to enjoy a little bit of my money when I get to that number because I know that nest egg is going to turn into what I want it to be by the time I'm, again, retirement age, 55, 60, 65, whatever you set that for yourself as. So um, we are going to take a quick break before we kind of get into some numbers and I give you some examples. Um, and we're going to get a quick word from one of our sponsors. Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not. But we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. Um, so I can tell you over the past four years, acorns has been an incredible asset to me in my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, and again, I still use it to this day. Um, it is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it. But for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, um, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account. Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's gonna force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing. I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, so if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, um, so not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, um, tons of things. Um, I, I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. 
No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, that is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, but here is back to the episode. All right, welcome back. Um, so we're going to dig into some numbers, and this is something that you can do as well. And I'm going to give you some examples as if I were to be plugging these numbers in to get my Coast Phi number. Um, but basically, I use a compound interest calculator. Um, I believe it's at investor.gov. But if you just go to Google, search compound interest calculator, the first one that pops up is, is probably going to be the one that I'm using right here myself. Okay, and so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at how much money we need and what our retirement age would be. So for me, I'm 30 years old. So I'm going to say I want to retire at 65. Okay, so that gives me 35 years for my money to grow. So you're going to start with an initial investment, and we're going to play around with that number. That's going to be our variable. Um, what stays consistent is going to be the length of time and years that we want our money to grow. So for me, that's going to be 35 years. Again, you can play around with this too. So maybe, um, maybe I want to retire at 60 instead of 65, or maybe I want to retire at 50 instead of 65. Um, all of these numbers are going to change um, kind of the output of this, um, this table that we're putting these numbers in. Um, but this is something you can absolutely do for yourself, okay? And the estimated interest rate, um, what I would recommend putting in there is 7%, okay? So the S&P 500 um, typically returns anywhere from, I want to say 7 to 10%, maybe it's 6 to 9% or something like that, right? But um, I usually try to err on the, the side of caution with this and go with a lower number um, than possibly what I, I might see, okay? So in this first example, we're doing an initial investment of $100,000. So basically that would mean if I had $100,000 in my investment accounts right now in 35 years, okay, because again, our length of time that we're putting in is 35, so I would be 65 years old with an estimated interest rate of 7% a year. Again, we talked about that, average returns for the S&P 500. Um, what number would I have at retirement, okay? So when you get to the bottom of this graph, you can hit calculate. And that is going to give us a number. So in 35 years, I would have $1,067,658. All right? Without investing any more money, without contributing any more of my money to that $100,000, at the age of 65, I would have almost $1.1 million. Okay, pretty cool, right? Um, so now the next thing we need to think about is how much money do we need for retirement? I'm not going to get into that at, at great length in this episode because that's an episode in and of itself. But um, typically what people say is your safe withdrawal rate from an investment account or from a 401k is about 4%. Okay, because what you don't want to do is an, it withdraw too much every year to where that principal amount, that $1 million, that $1.1 million in our example, is decreasing every year because then eventually you're going to run out of your money, okay? We want to withdraw an amount that allows that $1.1 million to stay about the same every year, okay? So again, if we're looking at a 7% increase, you know, some years that might be 10%, some years that might be 2%, some years it might be negative 5% that that money will, will grow or decrease in a year. But usually the safe withdrawal rate 
from what I've read and studied on, is about 4% a year. Okay? So let's just make this an, uh, kind of easy math. So if you were going to withdraw 4% from a million dollars, I believe that's $40,000 a year. Okay? So the second thing you need to think about is, all right, my safe withdrawal rate is 4%. Can what are my expenses? What do I what do I expect my expenses to be during retirement? Okay, what do I want my lifestyle to be? Um, am I going to have a paid off mortgage? Am I going to want to travel? Am I going to have any sort of debt? And what what is my life going to be like? What do I want my life to be like when I retire? And if you think you can live on forty thousand dollars, and again that's pre tax, if you are talking about pulling money from a four hundred one k then that's something that you need to think about. And you also need to think about inflation. So in 35 years, what is $40,000 going to buy you? Probably not a lot. Okay. But these are things you need to think about. So safe withdrawal rate, you need to think about what your budget is going to be during retirement. What are your expenses going to be? And then you need to think about um, what is the world going to look like with inflation in the allotted amount of time until your retirement. Um, keep in mind that the average rate of inflation is around 3% every year, okay? So costs and goods and services typically increase 3% every year. Okay, so we're taking a lot of time on this, but let's move on to our second second example, excuse me. So in this second example, my initial investment is $150,000. So if by you know the age of 30, I have $150,000 in my investment account, with an average interest rate of 7% a year, like we talked about, when I'm 65, that money is going to be $1,601,000, excuse me, one, th- one million, boy, $1,601,487, as opposed to our last example where it was just under $1.1 million, okay? So again, we're thinking about lifestyle, 4% withdrawal rate, um, what our budget's going to be, what we want to be um, living like when we're retired, all of these things. So maybe that's, maybe that's a good number for me, 1.6 million. And then our last example, just to show you again another set of numbers, if my initial investment is $200,000 and I want to retire at the age of 65 and this $200,000 is going to be growing at an average interest rate of 7%, um, this, if I started with $200,000, I would end up with $2,135,316 by the age of 65, okay? So this just gives you an example of kind of what you can what you can shoot for. You know, maybe Coast-Fi is a, is a great balance between the kind of more regimented fire plan, right, where you're, again, sacrificing pretty much everything because you want to retire early, um, and it's a balance between I don't have a retirement plan <laughs> on the other end of that spectrum, and we'll just see what happens. You know, maybe Coast Fire is a great goal for you to shoot for. You know, maybe you can say, all right, by the age of 30 or by the age of 35, I'm going to have $150,000, and that's going to get me X amount by the time, purely by having that sit in there, by the time I retire. And when I get to that number, I can kind of take my foot off the gas pedal a little bit and I can enjoy some money or you know I can save up and buy that car or I can save save up for that down payment on that house or I can you know spend a little bit more every month going out to eat and just live your life a little bit better while also knowing that that money that you have sitting here that nest egg is going to be growing over time hopefully and again there's always a caveat that I like to mention that no investment is guaranteed so we can look at historical rates from the S&P 500 or the stock market but that does not guarantee that you're going to get those rates in the future as well those rates could be much more 
those rates could be much less. And actually, in a couple of the in a couple episodes, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so I very much encourage you to to look into episode maybe seventy five or seventy six. We're going to dig into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, it was an interesting topic that I discussed again with some of my family members on that monthly call. Um, as always, a little bit of housekeeping. If you enjoy this podcast, if you've learned anything, maybe even from this episode, I would very much appreciate it if, number one, on Spotify, if you would subscribe to the podcast. It helps the algorithms for this podcast to populate in front of new people. Um, it also will notify you um, whenever a new episode is published, which is cool. Um, or if you're on something like Apple Podcasts or Google, Google Podcasts, if you leave a review and or write a review, if you're really feeling generous, um, that helps this podcast populate on those platforms as well. But thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you on the next episode.